Welcome to Rome is Home with Joseph and Viva. Viva, how are you doing? I am okay, surprisingly. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, and again, some of, we're doing this episode a little bit later than we would have liked. We'll, we'll kind of resume back to our Saturday schedule, but sort of the big recap that we'll talk through in the first half is, yeah, we're officially moved out as of Saturday. That's right. We're out of the house. It's empty. We're in Brampton, and we're kind of figuring things out from from then. Yeah, yeah. Right now, we're sort of, uh, yeah, we're just getting settled. It's still, I don't know, like, I'm for some reason kind of waiting for this, like, epiphany where, like, it's all kind of, like, coming together, and I can kind of have a, a sigh of relief kind of thing, like, ah. Oh. You still don't have that? It's It comes, it comes and goes, because uh, one thing that I... <laughs> Well, and I think the reason why it's a little bit tougher is that my folks, um, they're potentially looking at selling their place too. So in like the upcoming month and a half or so, we we might be out of here. So it's kind of like, yeah. It's we, crazy all around. Yeah. You're kind of thinking, okay, well, we'll have some seven months of kind of like this. Ah, okay. But yeah, coming back into the thick of it, we're already kind of like, and my family, everyone just works and moves all the time. So it's kind of like, come back. We're taking things down, moving these around. We're painting things. It's so yeah. It's really it's still like it's still like a continuation almost of the move. Like we solved one problem by coming here, but it's like, oh gosh. But honestly, I don't know what it is. It might just be God's grace, but I am okay with everything. Yeah, you've been really, really good. Like we're all this. we're all crunched into a little bedroom for now, just temporarily while we figure things out, and it's it's all working. It's all. I mean. It's good training, I think, eh? Well, I guess because in Rome, we won't have a, a seven-bedroom house, for sure. We no. might have a one, two bedrooms if we're lucky. Well, two two rooms. Two two rooms, yeah. Not even bedrooms, I mean. That... Two bedrooms. Well, Hopefully. I think we need two bedrooms if we we're going to have people yeah. over, but... Yeah, so, I think... So, no, it's, it's crazy, but honestly, yesterday I just had a little glimpse of heaven. It was It was really beautiful. Teresa came to me. So this is at Joe's parents' house. Teresa came to me all excited. She was trying to tell me something. I couldn't understand. So I'm like, oh, how about you just show me? So I followed her and she brought me to her aunt's room and her aunt, Joe's sister, she she had made her paint a little a little picture and it was so beautiful. I think it was a watercolor and that made me so happy because mm. this is this is the beauty of a family. This is the beauty of just the body of Christ because everybody have different talents. And I am horrible at arts, at crafts, at figuring out cool activities to do with my girls. And your sister just kind of she just decided to to do it on her own, and yeah. it, it, I that made me so happy. That's good. It yeah. was it was really beautiful. But just okay, so we're just gonna recap a little bit. Our like, week at home because we were selling a bunch of stuff. We we're selling our big furniture, and we wanted to get rid of it as soon as possible. So we ended up just basically camping in our living room for a whole week. A little bit, yeah. Because I guess the, um, I guess after our last episode, we we basically like a few days after we sold our couch and sort of uh, our dining dining room table and everything, right? And then we eventually, uh, well, we were getting ready to sell our. One of our beds and everything, but the thing is, we had no couch or anything in the living room, so we had a, we have an our extra, coffee table, our our TV console, everything nothing. was gone. Yeah, yeah. So we we basically brought up an old uh, one of our queen mattresses, plopped it on the ground, and that was sort of our makeshift bed slash you know couch slash table 
No Same. TV, no internet. And when I thought about it, I almost wanted to cry. I'm like, this, this is this is hard. Like getting rid of everything, every little comfort is really hard. But then the following day, I just saw Teresa's face when she saw the big big mattress on the living room floor. Oh. And she was so happy, she started jumping on it. And it just made me realize that this is how I need to see life, just through little kids eyes with just seeing the excitement and forgetting about the worries because she she doesn't worry about what's coming next she trusts us so we just have to trust the lord and with that point of view then it was fun it was like camping and we were eating like we were eating camping food like peanut butter sandwiches and yeah it was it was actually it wasn't that bad at all yeah that and so that week you know yeah big the big task was obviously to sell sort of the, the big things. We also donated uh, a lot of our stuff to like Goodwill. Like one thing that stood out for me, and I don't, and this is kind of reason I'm sort of terrified of my parents moving, is I, like even just being there for. Well, we were we were there for about two years and change. Um, just the amount of like silly things we've accumulated that kind of just get tucked away and buried and hidden. It would like for example, we we probably use like four cups between us like we have yes. two of our kind of favorites that we use and we have a few espresso cups that we like but that's really kind of it so we had basically uh like a, a full shelf of just cups that we never use never used that were kind of given to us that were maybe sort of our starter cups or something and uh it's mostly my fault because every time people tell me oh here do you want something for free i'll say yes because I just appreciate free stuff but it, it really accumulates and then we never end up using them yeah exactly so yeah i mean um it's 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 i i think the whole experience is just very good in terms of just uh decluttering on you know getting rid of all this extra baggage that we carry around it's i i, I kind of think it is it is very good a spiritual thing too right because again it's it's this you're it's the stuff is there and you're not necessarily consciously attached to it but the fact that it's there and lingering i don't know i always kind of think it, it has some sort of weight and it just kind of you know sitting there with you and all that uh, it just felt good yeah and honestly there was almost no tidying up to do at all that whole week because there was no clutter there was nothing to have to be picked up and also one thing that I loved is our sink is always full of dishes and I really dread doing the dishes. I, I just hate it. But I don't like when Joe does it because he doesn't do it the way I want hey. it to be done. But <laughs> So the, for the last few days, we only had a couple cups, a couple of plates, a couple of uh, plastic forks that we would we were re- reusing. And it, dishes were such a breeze. We finished eating, cleaned a few plates, and that was it. Yeah. No um. more dirty dishes on the counter. It, it it was really illuminating for me. I love having a lot of stuff. I love having the comfort of having a lot of stuff. But it just helps with clutter and it helps making all look tidy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see about the future if I will keep up my good resolutions. But I'm I'm all excited about this new minimalistic way of living now. It is nice. Yeah. It's um. This week was a bit rough though. I mean, as because I think. I think with the stress of all the moving and everything, we both got a little sick. And that was just, I, th- I think just that was kind of a killer too, in terms of just, we had lots to do. And it kind of always feels, again, we, we did this pretty quickly, I think. I think for the most part, we, within a month, we basically, you know, sold our house, quit, quit the job. And we basically had to get out of there. And I think two of 
you know, a week and a half of that, we were in Montreal kind of, you know, on our vacation, right? So we basically had like three weeks to kind of get everything organized, set up. Very, uh, very taxing. I think this is, again, one of those difficulties people are kind of maybe thinking about, like, you know, you know, we're doing these crazy changes. We have kids. It's it's doable. But it, it was, we really had to kind of rely on each other. Like if Viva was dad, I'd come back, back home with like, some coke and some chips just to kind of get us through you know mcdonald's once that was good it's hard because i was looking at everything that was on the counter and that needed to be packed or and all of that and during the day there's just so much i can do because i have the girls and i mean Teresa was getting into every boxes she was getting into everything and um, Monica needs a lot of attention. And when they're sleeping, our house is so small that there's, I, I can't, yeah. I, I can't do a lot of noise. So I, I don't know. It was, there was lots to do. I felt very overwhelmed about everything that needed to be done, but I couldn't do as much as I wanted to. But having Joe at home at night was really helpful. He's, I don't know, he, he has magic powers, I think. He comes back and he, in in five minutes, everything looks tidy and organized. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's all it needed i wish i had known that (laughs) i guess that's my uh my problem solving nature get things done yeah i guess i I don't just love it i don't get too bogged down by that i see that like you know and i kind of and i and again i I find yeah once it's decluttered in a sense or things once order is slightly brought back that's when you can kind of resume but i feel like yeah you get you get very overwhelmed with the disorder and then i shut down and you shut down but for me it's kind of like okay it's not that bad we'll put it together yeah it's just different I, i find that's very true with uh I think phlegmatics. I think they they can get very disoriented by the uh, by chaos. But like in my house now, I mean, you know, my wife knows too. Like this, this is sort of my bread and butter. You know, we're just raised in chaos. So <laughs> your family, yeah, it's just it's that you know it's very the, different from the way I was raised. I mean, it was still chaotic because we still had well, you big family, siblings I mean, and stuff. That yeah, but happens. but there was there was order and everything. My mom was really adamant about that. So eh, different families of origin. So, I mean, next steps for us. So, basically, we're settled right now. My folks, again, this the whole thing about whether they're going to move or not, uh, I think we'll find out later this week. So, maybe we can update next week about that. Just give, you know, high-level stuff. Um, but for us right now, again, priority right now is this week. We're going to sort of start reaching out to our contacts that we have in Rome, start to get things lined up, primarily like a place, you know, like where like we're kind of kind of taking a leap there that we'll kind of get this great connection that will have a place or at least give us like a good suggestion of where we can live and settle down while we're in rome i'm even thinking if someone can put us in contact with a family with young kids and they can tell us what's kid friendly what's family friendly that would be very helpful and also figuring out schooling because in italy school could start as early as three years old and if we want Teresa to learn Italian, I think that's the best way. Yeah. But we don't want to throw her into any situation. So uh, we need to figure out if there's maybe bilingual schools, French or English, and, where she could learn Italian. And yeah. Because her little daughter, Teresa, she's, she, it takes her a lot of time to get used to people. And she's very... Um, how do you how would you say like clingy clingy to us but you know yeah, yeah so it, it would be a challenge for me and for her to throw her into a school at three years old so we need to figure something out that's why i'd like to have a contact with families and if we get to know what they're doing yeah and we we, we still haven't necessarily closed the door on on homeschooling although we'll that's right we'll see that one obviously is a, a big commitment and 
it kind of makes things a little challenging when we're overseas. Um, what program do you teach? Like, is it the, you know, the Canadian program? I mean, that's... I'm sure know, we could figure these things out. Yeah. But it also depends if I need to work a little bit to sustain us or not, then maybe I could do both. But anyways, lots of stuff to figure so, out still. So it's it's those things, I think, right now. Now that we're kind of out with the move, we can focus on getting these things answered. Uh, we got to get, like, our... Um, Marriage certificate translated to Italian. Just, just so because just, Joe doesn't need a visa, but I would. So just we need proof of just marriage. marriage. So I think she'll mm-hmm. be she'll be able to accompany then me with the with the kids. So it's it's those little odds and ends, and then really I mean application wise for the school that happens in June. But so there's just this. It's really kind of right now due diligence, making sure everything is good and square, and um, now okay. we kind of have the breathing room to kind of figure that out. Um, and afterwards, I guess for me. We'll have to kind of find some some work. It, that's that's going to be we'll, work we'll, for you here. You mean just rental? work for me yeah. temporarily here, just to kind of save up some extra money, um, whatever whatever extra we can get. But uh, yeah, I'm sort of already kind of getting exhausted. Thinking and it's about it's it. <laughs> tricky, especially if your parents move. So they're they're planning to move about thirty minutes away. Yeah. So if that goes through, then you have to figure out: Do you take something? Do you take a job that's a big more long term but then you would need to commute 30 minutes which is not impossible yeah, or you just take a you know a stacking shelf job at a grocery store or something else that, that you could quit very easily well i probably have it have to be something like that for sure yeah yeah there's there really is nothing else that kind of would work that's right so it, it little nuances i mean there's 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 answer to these things it's not impossible but it's just it this is kind of what's going through our mind like it's the what we're kind of trying to show is yeah we we've moved out we've left the like my I left my job but there's still tons more to go still so all right we'll take a break right now and when we come back we will actually talk about some mail that we got from a listener hear my excited voice I love mail see you soon now listen to the mail maybe it come from me I think it's plain to see. Some people say that the greatest. Welcome back. As we mentioned in the first half, we want to talk about some um, question question that we got from a listener. Yeah. It was about our discernment process and this whole thing. Yeah. And I think the I think it was an excellent question. First off, it was um, and I made me think a little bit too about our whole discernment process as well. The, the 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 way the question was kind of worded was around, um, you know, we kind of discussed, you know, what type of uh, what we were praying for, you know, in our particular case, like to choose one path over another. The person asked me, um, well, wouldn't it have been better to, um, or is it preferable, let's say, to pray just to be able to surrender to God's will versus maybe praying for a particular path, um, which is a very interesting question. Yeah, we had to stop and think like... Oh, hold on. What did we do? Yeah, and I and I kind of um, I kind of mulled over it. And I mean, I would say, and I I have a few examples from a saint that I will, I'll bring up. But like in the beginning for us, it was never kind of you know once we took the job, it wasn't a, a matter of like um, you know in a few months let's pray for another path. I think if you know Genevieve calls well. Usually, like, um, what was it, every three months, pray to Novena, yeah. just to kind of have the grace to continue going on with what we're doing. And that, in that case, it's kind of, again, 
that particular prayer was always around giving the grace to continue with um, the the will of God at that moment in time. That's right. right. But this time around, we were at the end of a road, and we had to make a decision about our life because staying in Delhi, it wasn't working. We were mm. losing money. You had to travel way too much. So we had to decide, do we move to London, where your job was, or do we just move on to the next project yeah and i was all for london i was already looking at houses and i have a couple of friends up there i was really excited so of course i was rooting for london but yeah we make plans and god laugh at them so um at, at this point we were just praying to discern which path was the right one because both both were very good and very valuable i was rooting for london joe was rooting for rome um and then we would just we just needed to know what god wanted from us yeah and that was that's where we came from yeah. starting this novena. But again, yeah, it was. But that that was probably sort of a year down the line. I think about when we began to seriously consider doing the Pompeii novena for. Um, and again, I, you know, any any novena really will get like. But for us, this was again. I, I find this is very heavily Marian focused novena to be very powerful. I don't know. It just it has worked for us, anyways. That's why we always kind of rely on it for oh, these super decisions, like. There's lots of stories. I'm part of some Facebook groups on 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 Facebook. Uh, for example, among the lilies, the Cameron Frad podcast, and people talk about this 54 day novena. It's it's this big thing, and it's been very powerful for people. Yes. So it's not just us. It's, it's, not, it's for yeah, everyone. It's a very big thing. But yeah, so we were getting get, getting to that point where we had to kind of make this big choice. And I, I like to think of uh, two examples that come to mind. I mean, even Christ praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. Um, you know, let this chalice pass pass from me, but not my will, but your will be done. And in some cases, Christ was also kind of praying for an alternative, which we were sort of as well. In a sense, we are. I was for sure. <laughs> well, I think both of us, where it's like, let this chalice pass, but you know, and you know, give us another path. Really, is the alternative. Yeah. But not my will, but your will be done. And that was really the intent of our focus of our novena. It was really boiled down to either for me getting the grace just to kind of keep on going right and we've been praying just for the grace to keep going and sticking through and the graces had come before yeah. um but i wanted i was hoping for something a little bit more permanent because i, I again people might think i'm sort of like fickle nature just jumping oh, he, around he's not. i mean he is a little bit but he thinks things through very thoroughly he he won't just jump to the next thing without thinking he, yeah. he thinks about it a lot so yeah it was um it was it was it was that time where we felt yeah we needed to kind of see you know it, it, it but the thing is it, it just it sort of did just kind of come out I mean the whole Rome thing became a little bit more at that point in time became a little bit more real became a bit more tangible right so it's it's interesting how and I think each individual has to safely discern like look at the signs around you right in a sense for us back in January of 2018 so just the big last year. There was no real path to Rome. Like there was really nothing. No. And that's that's oh, right. I was pregnant with Monica, so. Oh yeah. So I, that... th I think it came up a little bit, and then I became pregnant. No, we wanted to move to London, maybe, and then I became pregnant. So it was a big like, no, not right now. Not right now. Um, so it's it's so it's it's kind of interesting. So when when the when you when you kind of look at it in terms of praying, do you either pray for it to continue with God's will? Versus praying for another path. I, I mean, the, the question I kind of threw back is, okay, well, this other, you know, if you do have another path that you feel like you can make work, you see the opportunity, you see the path, it makes sense, it's prudent, you've talked to people, you prayed about it, 
okay, maybe it is time to maybe pray for some some serious graces to be able to do the big change because um, sometimes the Lord might be calling us to do that, right? And we can kind of get stuck in this rut of um, uh, in discernment throughout all time, but never acting, which is also kind of an issue. Sometimes the Lord kind of gives us enough cues um, that we need to kind of really take seriously, um, even though they're very subtle. These these cues were, um, they were just little things, I would say. I don't know, like, I'm, I can't remember any specific thing, but I just felt like little little things had making us ready at that point to pray seriously about Rome, right? Versus, e- yes, I guess Monica was, she was born, we were... She was a little, we were kind of a little bit more grounded. You know, the renovations were coming to an end at the house. We were getting stressed about the work on the farm. I, I think I think what did it was when we had the second rat. And at that point, you said, all right, this weekend, my father's coming. We're finishing up everything and we're putting the house for sale. Yeah, I, I think that rat was, uh, I, I still believe it was some sort of God godly rat because, <laughs> godly rat. Some God-given rat, like the, like like, like, a, a, like a mini plague in a, a sense. Plague. Just yeah, to, that's right. <laughs> just to kind of scare us straight. Because oh, you know, totally talking about plagues. We had a toad in the basement once. I totally don't know how it got there. Oh, that was mysterious. Yeah, it, it just, it just, it just I go downstairs, and there was a toad right in the middle this, there. This, I still don't know to this day how it got in. Uh, toad's more cute than a rat, man. I tell you. <laughs> yeah, that was fine. Jeez, I was okay with that. <laughs> so yeah, and again, when we said we were kind of at that point, sort of already com- completing the novena, and it just, but it's. That instant, because I, I remember last year, Vivo was kind of spooked by the, like, it was very unsettling. It was interesting that this thing, again, the the the, yes. the, the, the rodent experience kind of, again, triggered us to act. It's amazing to think. And then all yes. these things, you know, these things sort of fall into place, I think, if it's, if it is God's will in a sense. Even though, like, one can never know with certainty, like, is this his will or is he permitting it? In this particular case, we rely heavily on the Blessed Mother to kind of... Yeah. Give us that comfort and, and, and assurance, in a sense. Um, but at the same time, we are proceeding in faith here. Like this is um, this isn't kind of like well, for sure he wants this, but he's made we've, he's opened so many doors. Yeah, and and I'm just remind I'm remembering right now signs that you know it was maybe time to move on. We had a really good priest at our parish. We loved him so much. He was such a holy, wonderful priest. He was my spiritual director. And, Mine as well. Yeah. And yours as well. And then he was just, he was called away, two hours away. So we lost, and, and the priest who replaced him was very good as well, but... We never built a relationship. We just, it just, That's yeah. right. It's like, oh, okay, father's gone now. It was always, when we were thinking about I, leaving, I was always thinking, but we have a good community here. We have a good parish. We have a good priest. So that made it a bit easier. And also, I, I didn't make some friends, but it was very hard. And I I didn't really have time to build very solid, strong the, friendships. Yeah, the groundwork was getting there yeah. at the point you were... Even for me as well, it's interesting. Like, it was kind of, you know, we were kind of in the, like, just slowly building really good friendships. and But it took forever. And, took if, and if it was, if it happened earlier, wow. I think it would have been way harder to leave. Oh, yeah. And honestly, I mean, I said goodbye to our neighbors, and some of them are listening. Hi, neighbors. Um, I said goodbye to to them, and um, I I shed a few tears. It was a little oh. sad to say goodbye to them because they were such wonderful yeah. people. But leaving the house, I I have no regrets. I never never liked that house. <laughs> I mean, which yeah. is weird because I get attached to things, but I did not get attached to this house at all. So yeah. it just it it was. 
It, it worked very well. So this is, yeah, this is where I think in any discernment, so I mean, even going back to what, what do you pray for to surrender for God's will, choose a different path. I mean, you have to look at sort of the signs around you. Is another path even possible? Are we, are you acting out of impulsiveness? Are you trying to make a decision while in a state of desolation, right? Oh, which that is, is true too. Which is like, hey, I had a bad day at work. Uh, I don't want to do this ever again, which is not a correct state of mind no. to make these kinds of decisions. It never is. Right? And I think that goes back to, you know, the rules of discernments from, uh, you know, someone like St. Ignatius of Loyola. So, um, you really have to make sure, again, if you're if you're kind of maybe have a flighty nature, and, I, and sometimes I can be like that, my mind can kind of just, you know, I do love change, I do love different, uh, different experiences just to kind of get out of my comfort, so sometimes I have to be mindful of that. And I think that's where I come in, yeah. because I bring stability, and I'm, I mean, I won't allow you to just jump from place to place without thinking about it and without discerning it, so uh, it's good that God put us together. Yeah. You push me and I slow you down. <laughs> no, exactly, right? Again, this is again the Lord's the Lord's way of kind of, you know, if you can sort of read the signs that are kind of happening in your own life, you can kind of see him mysteriously acting and it and it feels right, you know, and it never even at this point, I mean, I left my my last day on the job was just on Friday. We moved out. Um I'm not looking back today on Monday thinking what have I done? Like it's I'm pretty content with it. The future is still Again, mysterious in a sense, and what it will offer. Um, but there's never a um, oh, should I have done that? I've never had that experience. Me either. I haven't freaked out about being homeless yet, uh, which I still think is very weird. Another example, sort of that I was thinking of, um, as I mentioned. So there was this uh, from the biography of Saint Francis of Assisi from Saint Bonaventure. Uh, there was this this particular case where Saint Francis he was kind of at the same point where. You know, this holy person was discerning, you know, should I focus my time more on prayer, you know, focus heavily on contemplate, like this sort of contemplative life, or should it be more active and sort of uh, focus on preaching? So he prayed about it. But what's interesting to find is he went to um, St. Clair and basically asked her to pray for an answer for him. I think it ended up being for him uh, to continue preaching, if I'm not mistaken. But very interesting. Again, even holy people, they kind of at some point are caught at this um, crossroad. And it's not about, they will do God's will, either or. That's but it's right. kind of, which... What is God's will? What are you calling me specifically? Yeah. Because I have something coming up and I'm I'm at a loss here. I need to know. So I think that that's always a, a good reminder, sort of, uh, you, it's okay to have two options. I mean, if you feel like, you know, the Lord's called, pray for it and, you know, be very humbly submissive to whatever the answer is. And, you know, it could very well be that, right? So it, it, yeah. if it can happen to... Such a holy saint like St. Francis of Assisi, I think the same thing can happen in our day-to-day lives as well. So that's something to be mindful of. We wanted to bring another uh, another thing up just before the end of the show here. Um, Joe's sister, she, she's she been challenging Joe about his decision and, and she's been asking a lot of questions which are were very... It's important. Uh, you need Very them. important, absolutely. You can't... And all this, if you find that when someone challenges you, and they will, especially when you do something crazy... Uh, take that as a good thing. And it's, it's hard to do that because you feel like you're doing the right thing. You feel like you're following all the steps. And when someone kind of comes in and you know calls you out a little bit on that, that's uh, it, it is a, it does challenge your, your humility there. Well, I guess the first reaction is like, oh, why don't they trust us? But yeah. it's not about trust. It's about, you know, challenging you and making sure that you've really, really thought it through. So and they, it's, a, it's, a, it's an act of love. Yeah, of course, exactly. 
And uh, no, she happened to share something from me from this. Uh, I believe it's from Magnificat. Uh, just she said, you know, hey, this is making me think of you. Um, I'll just read a few snippets of it, which I found inspiring. We'll kind of wrap up here. So a vocation is always and above anything else, a choice on God's part. Whatever the circumstances prevailing at the moment, we accept that choice. This is why once a vocation has been received, it should never be laid upon open to human scrutiny, assessment, or approval. Human reasoning, which is frequently poor and short-sighted, is invariably incapable of fully understanding it. God always gives, along with a vocation, the grace we need to persevere in it. Because as St. Thomas uh, teaches, God prepares those who he has chosen for a mission and dispenses them so that they are able to carry out what they were chosen to do. And that's so awesome because that's exactly what happened to me. The first half of the novena, I kept on telling Joe, this does not make sense. It does not make sense. And then after I got that piece, it all made sense all of a sudden. So it, it didn't make sense to my human mind, but God just gave me the grace to accepted and and this is um this is where again in the whole discernment process uh, at least i find in my experience a lot of people may not get it again because again this could be something very well uh focused on you on your family on your spouse on on your relationship with god and if he calls you for a certain thing and it absolutely it wouldn't make maybe sense to someone else going to rome why would anyone their right mind do that like um (laughs) but that's but this is where we believe he's given us the grace to make that choice, which in any other circumstance, most people would probably never do. We probably wouldn't have done it, no. but he made it possible. And, you know, this is this is where it's going to be unique to us in a sense. And we, we pray and ask, you know, as you know, as you go through the sermon process yourself, be open to what people are saying. You know, there's there's wisdom there because it's, it could be in some ways God challenging you just like, hey, have you really thought this through? Make sure. And it really does test your humility. So I encourage you to listen to others, pray about it as priests, and continue on, right? That's right. And eventually when it gets to the point, act and stick to it. You know, we're going to, at this point, we are going to stick through it, right? You know, oh, unless, we have unless, no choice. <laughs> you know, and, you know, that's what we feel the Lord calling us, and we, we will do our best to fulfill His will. So I just want to rem- remind you guys to write us. If you want to have questions for us, we'll address them on the show. Um, or, like our, or like or, our Facebook page, uh, Rome is home. Or if you have any other topics you want us to bring up, because we can sort of go over the map. But as we said, you know, write to us or email us at Rome is home podcast at gmail.com. All right, guys. See ya. Take care. God bless. Yeah.